1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach to Coach Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today on the show, we have Nick Cavuto with the Cavuto Company. Welcome, Nick.
0: Thanks so much, Lee, for having me. Appreciate it, man. Glad to be here.
1: Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about the Cavuto Company, how you serving folks.
0: Yeah. So I, I work basically in two capacities, one as an investor in primary relationships where you have really high performing top 1% of the 1% of entrepreneurs, public figures, and leaders in the world. And, uh, we serve to fulfill marketing objectives for them. And then outside of that, um, I coach and mentor entrepreneurs who are highly gifted and motivated to do something great in the world.
1: So what's your backstory? How'd you get involved in this kind of business?
0: Absolutely, man. Well, Uh, I actually started my professional career in vocational ministry. So I was a pastor first, um, which was a cool experience growing a church from a thousand to ten thousand people every weekend. And uh, it also invited spirituality into then what I believe are now business problems that I solve because it all comes from, I think, a unique place of intent and In the process of growing churches and um, building public figures, that's where I learned the knack for, number one, being in alignment spiritually with what you want to accomplish in the world. But secondarily, um, it was the concept that was built around personal brands. And um, a lot of my work that I do, it is for individuals who have companies. And so it's the maximiza- maximization and also the activation of their greatest gifting. And um, that was a unique integral part and also where I both developed the confidence and the competence to get out in the world and do my greatest thing and uh, get my greatest gift.
1: So now do you feel, um, having been around entrepreneurs and business for uh, as long as you have, that having a personal brand Is the secret sauce uh, for success for most folks?
0: Undoubtedly, you know, I, you know, I believe that people are the world's most powerful brands. And, you know, if anybody for a moment disagrees and says, no, a corporation, a corporate brand or logo carries so much more uh, momentum. I mean, I just want you to look at the 2016 presidential election. I mean, that was off of somebody who built their personal brand for 40 years. And Elon, for example, Tesla would not be where Tesla is today if it wasn't for Elon's personal brand or for that of Steve Jobs or for Jeff Bezos, you know. So a lot of leaders truly are the ones who create, you know, momentum and also movement in, a, in an organization. And I just find way too many leaders hiding behind their logo, hiding behind their music, hiding behind, you know, truly their frameworks and not getting out in front and actually be that shining light in the world that they can be. And when they do, everything changes. It's it's actually pretty incredible.
1: So when you look back at your career, do you, do you um, think back to the time of working with pastors and seeing this, this is the original personal brand, right? Every pastor is the brand for their church, for the their people. They are the rock stars for their group. Everything kind of trickles back to that, doesn't it?
0: You know, everything trickles back to human behavior. And I believe that people, you know, trust people more than they do organizations. I mean, if you look at the concept of the oldest book written in history, and we go back to the Bible for a second, you know, Jesus was known for who he was and for what he accomplished more than the movement that he created. And so it's just one of those things in human behavior that we never escape, which is the concept that we trust people, we buy from people, we trust people, um, you know, we find ourselves in most circumstances, you know, opposing, uh, you know, the big ideas of large organizations and in uh, corporate thought, even tribal identity. So it's all about individualism and the power of a unique idea from from a unique person. And that's why we create prominence around people like Elon Musk or like Albert Einstein or like Thomas Jefferson or, you know, whoever those influential people have been in history. Um, That's a lot of times it, I mean, if not all the time, it comes from their unique ideas and also the unique things they wanted to accomplish in the world. And then they create a movement after.
1: So do you think that if you were just kind of a random person is placed in front of you, could you help them develop a brand that would resonate and would get people catalyzed behind them?
0: Absolutely, 100%. You know, there's seven Ps to creating a highly profitable and meaningful personal brand that I created. And it starts with your story, your personal story, and it ends with the partnerships that you create in order to catalyze that movement. So yeah, 100%.
1: So uh, just a random person, even a person maybe down on their luck person that doesn't have any like true business, but you can help them create what it would take for them to elevate themselves out of the situation that they're in.
0: Well, absolutely, because everything that I do inside of personal branding comes down to the concepts of psychology and human behavior. Well, it's one of the things I figured out when I was in marketing doing, you know, a ton of work for Fortune 500 companies. I mean, in my late 20s, I was at executive tables that, you know, I was a quarter, if not maybe half the age, the the, most of the people in the room, I mean, some of these corporations have people, you know, who are pushing 85, 90 years old inside the organization. And there I was, you know, bringing in these new concepts and ideas that were actually old ideas and old concepts, because my grandfather is one who taught me business. And when you look at the ethics approach of an individual, and how people make purchasing decisions, it always comes back to the person. So I believe that everyone has a unique and identified purpose And they have unique ideas. And I truly believe that you can learn from anyone and everyone. So if someone is looking to build a business or to create a movement off of their unique experiences or their unique perspective on the world, absolutely. I will say this, though, Lee, because I think it's really important. You can't do epic things with basic people. So if someone is not complaining and or agitated because they want to do something great in the world and they're just like, hey, just help me do what I need to do, but I don't want to do the work then I just can't help that person. You can't help the unhelpable, But someone who's up to something who wants to do something great, that's raw talent I can work with, no doubt.
1: So the desire has to be there and the ability to take action, not somebody that just whines and complains.
0: Absolutely. And it comes from a parable, you know, for me of the pool of Bethesda, you know, where a man was laying on his mat feeling like, you know, for 38 years, he was told that he could receive help and people sold him snake oil and made promises that they couldn't keep and tried to perform miracles they were not capable of performing. And yet he met somebody who said, you know, just pick up your mat and walk. And that was the freedom was just honestly the, uh, the prompting, but also the courage for someone who could actually make that promise to say, just get up and walk. There's a lot of times in life where people, especially right now, are dealing with the psychological weight and the emotional weight and pressure of carrying the world on their shoulders like Atlas. And, uh, you know, whether it's to get up and walk or to set down the world and to just find yourself going like, what's the next right step? I can absolutely undoubtedly work with that. <laughs> you Batman.
1: man. Now, um, how do you find that this line of thinking works generationally? Because you have older folks who might be more humble and might think that they aren't worthy of this uh, influence. And then you have young people who believe that they are worthy and almost to a person that they deserve everything that they can dream of. How do you kind of work cross-generationally?
0: Yeah, you know, most of my friends and the circles of influence that I'm in are, are usually 20 years older than me. Which is interesting because I'm kind of like the whiz kid who brings a new idea and concept, but I have the conversational ton- tonality and I've built the trust of the receipts that I can show on my success that allow people who maybe are in those later stages in life to, to have the trust. But also I have the lifestyle that, you know, people looking up to me who are maybe millennials going, I want to have a life like that. I also tell them the good stories, the stories of failure and the stories of challenge, uh, as well as the ones of overcoming But I think that it's, you know, if you have two hands and you open them wide, you have the ability to give and also receive. And I think the messenger, um, you know, has to be responsible with the influence that they carry. And so for me, for somebody who's young and entitled, um, the conversation is pretty simple. You know, in order to achieve the things that you want to achieve, you have to understand that generosity is the pathway and you will fail more times even if you think right now I'm going to fail a thousand times, multiply it times ten, and that's the reality of the entrepreneur's journey. And you have to be able to have the Hutzpa and or the the gut strength to be able to persevere through really difficult circumstances and situations. I tell them the story of how I lost a million dollars in two days when COVID hit. And, you know, that usually is earth shaking for them, but it also gives them the encouragement and support on the other side of it to say you can accomplish anything you want as long as you don't quit. But you're entitled to nothing except for maybe the air you breathe, things that have been given through nature, God himself for you. Those are the things you have gifts, you have abilities, you have talents, you know, but your success is not guaranteed and it's certainly not entitled. And for those who are in the older generation, I think that the spinoff comes that like your best years are, are right now. You know, that whole saying, you know, the best is yet to come. I don't ever say that because I think the best is right now. Your best is right now. And it's a decision-making point to not say, oh, poor me, right? The poor me story of, well, I've arrived to a certain level or I've achieved a certain amount of things and who am I? It's That's just honestly rooted in the thoughts and opinions and judgments of other people. In fact, the conversations that I have with folks who are in their maybe golden years of life or more seasoned in their experiences is to actually ask yourself the deep question that maybe you haven't yet, which is what do you want? Another way to say that would be, you know, what's something that uh, would be really good for me to have or to do? It's another way to reframe the question. And I think that that's one of the golden rules that I live by is to, to treat yourself like someone you're responsible for helping and not just helping the world, but what would a good life, a powerful life look like for you?
1: And then how do you help them balance that dream with uh, enough is enough? Like when is enough enough?
0: Well, I think for high performers, they don't ever think enough is enough. It's like kids on Halloween. Like, how do you tell a kid, well, you have enough candy? (laughs) You have some kids who walk around with these, you know, the little, you know, uh, jack-o'-lantern style, you know, buckets to fill their candy with. And then you have other children who walk around with sleeping bags or with pillowcases and they want to fill it all the way to the top. I think enough is when you reach a, lev- a level, as Les Brown said, of where you live a life and at the end you have exhausted all of your effort. You've left it all on the field that you actually find your final years being empty, not only empty of your the amount of, of effort you put in the world, but empty of regret so that you don't sit there and say, I wish I could have, you know, and Lee, for me. I just imagine that one day in my latest years, my final day that I have to meet the version of me that would have had the courage to do the impossible. And so I try to live out every day, knowing that I'm going to have to meet that person one day. And hopefully it's the same person.
1: Now, uh, if there is someone out there that wants to learn more about the programs, maybe have you speak, or maybe become part of your groups. I know you run mastermind and mentor mind groups. Can you talk about uh, them first of all, and then how people can get involved?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, mentor mind is a mashup between a mastermind and a mentorship program um, of where essentially I assemble twelve very powerful, high performing entrepreneurs put them in a group and let them spur on valuable conversation, help let them help each other solve problems, uh, allow the opportunity for them to bring in referral opportunities for different members in the group. And on every call, it's incredible because there's over a million dollars worth of value dropped on every call. I've been doing this for years. And a lot of times people will buy a course to learn something or they'll hire a coach. But a lot of times a coach has an isolated perspective or a consultant who uses their mind, but not their hands. Entrepreneurs are gritty. They want people who are willing to get in the mud with them and create something and or create an opportunity to to give them a hand up and to help them to the next level. So I built on the whole thesis that relationships are rocket ships. It truly matters the people that you're around and also the energy that those people carry. It's not just about the breakthroughs and the brilliant ideas, but it's about the energy that can carry you from a challenging position and give you the inertia and momentum to solve 80% of the problems that you might face on a daily basis. So, yeah, if there's any entrepreneurs out there who are a looking to be around other powerful people with a million dollars worth of value on every call. I mean, are you kidding me that most people could never afford a coach that seven figures, but you can through this program. And I would say secondarily, who want to build a business that's based on their core identity and that's based on their big ideas, their thoughts uh, and want to build their personal brand in order to achieve what I believe are rocket ship results. Then yeah, visit nickcavuto.com/slash mentormind and you can find more information.
1: And is this something that it's any industry, B2C, B2B? It doesn't matter as long as a personal brand is behind it.
0: Absolutely. It can be in any industry. And I do silo the groups out so that you're never going to be in a group with someone who's in the same vertical as you because it's my goal to create this as the unfair advantage for your business. I've had way too many people join the group and say, is it bad that I don't want to tell anyone about this because this is like my hidden secret advantage. And I said, absolutely. You need to become more generous. It's one of our rules. (laughs) So share it with the world. And uh, at the same time, you know, I do ensure of course that these are small intimate groups of people who have diverse experience because I know that entrepreneurs, they solve problems better than anybody in the world. So if I can have you around other people who can help you solve your problems and unique challenges while at the same time, not having the judgment, I'm telling you, it's it'll be one of the best decisions that you've ever made in business.
1: Now, can you share a story? Don't name the name, but an example of somebody who was a part of this group that was able to join and then take their business to a new level?
0: Absolutely. I had a gentleman who ran an AI company, um, and it was a lead generation company based on AI. And he was hiding behind the logo. You know, he um, created a glass ceiling for himself. You know, there's a lot of um, personal conversation because in business, it's personal and professional. Sometimes we need to work on our marketing and the reality is we need to work on our marriage. And if we improve our communication, isn't that interesting that both sides reward uh, or receive the reward of the benefit? And so this gentleman was really struggling to communicate clearly to his audience. And so got him around incredibly powerful people who all had shared experiences of, of unique challenges and different stages of growth. But we broke through the glass ceiling that he created for himself. And by doing so, he went from doing 30K a month to $350,000 a month in his business in 90 days. And that was through the process of unlocking him. And that's the unique benefit is a lot of times we spend most amount the most amount of time on problems that don't exist. People think they need a better brand. They need a different logo. They need to improve their messaging. And all of those things can be true. But I go off the philosophy that the target is never the problem. Whatever you want your growth to be in your company, that is not the issue. You create problems that are not attached to that because when you see how much work it is to actually go solve that problem, you're like, I don't know if I'm up for the challenge. So I always say the target is not the problem. And so we focus on the ancillary elements of where there's fractures that are in your consciousness and then we say, OK, how do we handle some of those? And then magically, it seems that the glass ceiling is shattered and new opportunities come. So by allowing him really to unlock some of the challenges he was having in his personal life, all of a sudden, his business started catalytically growing. He was starting to get more uh, referrals. And that all came from what I believe are universal principles of the way that the world operates and had a lot less to do with the fact that he just needed to you know, update his messaging. It was a part of it, but let's say 5%, not 95%.
1: So what is something that's actionable a person could take right now to unlock some of the things that are holding them back?
0: I think the f- the first thing that comes to mind for me is to start comparing yourself to who you were yesterday and don't compare yourself to someone else that you think that you want to ascend to be like or to look like or to sound like. Um, I think that marginal growth, if you can make a 1% shift day after day in 90 days, you can have a completely new reality. And a lot of times we want things from people who want the lifestyle that we have or the business that we have. And here we are trying to map to what they have. And, and people end up building a fake reality on a fake life, on a fake purpose of someone else. They don't even realize it. So if you just focus on yourself and you're not you know, self-centered, you're just self-focused, it's very interesting how you'll start counting your wins and also start noticing your blind spots. So compare yourself to who you were yesterday nothing else, nobody else, and just focus on that incremental growth.
1: Well, Nick, thank you so much for sharing your story today.
0: You're so welcome, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: And the website one more time?
0: com. N-I-C-K-C-A-V, like victory, U-O-T-O.com.
1: Well, you're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you, brother. All right. Same to you. Thanks. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio.